Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1781. We continue Women's Month this March here on Cars Yeah, celebrating women in the automotive sector. I've interviewed almost 23 now. Tomorrow will be number 23, but today's number 22. Inspiring automotive enthusiasts throughout the month. These are all women who are definitely shifting the conversation. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in West Seneca, New York, across the country, with a very special guest by the name of Kasha Jones. Kasha, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am. All right. Or as I like to say, do you have any gear and you're ready to release the clutch? I have a feeling you're always <laughs> ready for that, aren't you? I'm always. Yep. Let's do it. Absolutely. Now, before I give you a proper introduction... What's one little thing that most people may not know about you? I've only been working and building cars for about four years now, yeah. which is really, really short amount of time. Yeah, you know, this is the fun thing of what I've been doing this month for Women's History Month. I've had everyone on here from the youngest guest being 19 years old, just out of high school with her tech degree, wanting to have a career in the automotive sector, to a lady at the first week by the name of Joan Claydell Kramer, who was the first woman hired to be an exterior designer at General Motors in the 60s. Now, I'm not going to say Joan's the oldest lady here because that would be inappropriate. However, she has been around for a while. So I've really <laughs> covered a broad... Joan's laughing right now. We've become good friends. I've covered a very broad spectrum of individuals in the automotive sector. And I love the fact that you've been doing this just for a short time. But boy, you have... You've dove in head first. So let me give you a proper introduction, and we'll jump into your life here. Kasha, her friends call her Cat, and I'm going to call her Cat today, Jones, is new to the automotive scene, as she has said. She made her debut four years ago with a 1950 Chevy Fastback that she named Mel. With Mel, she learned how to do metalwork, suspension work by installing an airbag system, engine work, and she has taught herself how to pinstripe as well. Mel and Cat mm -hmm. parted ways 18 months ago, and she found her next build, an older man, a 1954 <laughs> Studebaker commander she named Stu. In a moment of bravado, <laughs> she wrote a number of suppliers seeking to help on this building. You know what? She found some help from our friends at Summit. How cool is that? Cat ran with it, and she documented the build with words as she created this new vision. We'll be back in a moment to learn more about Cat, but first, a word from our valued sponsors that make this show popular and possible. So sit tight. We'll be right back. The best way to protect and preserve your vehicles, along with the meanings and memories and experience that they give you, is with a quality-made, custom-fit car cover from my friends at Covercraft. I purchased my first Covercraft cover from my 1967 Gia way back when I was in high school in 1975. At Covercraft.com, you'll find a multitude of indoor options, including form fit, fleece satin, and their very unique view shield. That's right, you can see your car right through the cover. But it's the sun that you really need to worry about. Quality outdoor options include Weather Shield HD and HP, Sunbrella, Reflect, Carhartt, Evolution, and NOAA. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, 
and watercraft too. Your cover is custom tailored for your special vehicles and manufactured with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. And I've got a great deal for you. If you use the code yeah 21 at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off compliments of cars. Yeah, that's right. 10% off. Simply use the code yeah 21 yeah 21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. They've been protecting vehicles since 1976. With all the time, effort, and money you've put into your classic vehicles, do you know how much you would receive if yours was stolen, damaged, or totaled in an accident or a fire? Your regular auto insurance carriers won't tell you until after the claim, and more than likely, you'll be in for a rude awakening. With an agreed value policy from American Collectors Insurance, you'll be paid your vehicle's full agreed value. No surprises. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you'll get with an agreed value policy. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-224. 9324 and protect the ones you love. Tell them Mark Green at Cars Yeah sent you. That's American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, folks just like you and me. All right, Kat, we're back. Now let's go a little deeper into the corner and have you share more about why you got into this business, what have you been doing, some of the fun things that you've been doing, and, and cars. Why cars? And what has this done to inspire you so much? So, Kat, take the wheel. Well, I have always loved cars. I've always been one of those people that wanted to learn how to fix things, how to do things. I learned how to do plumbing, electrical, all sorts of fun stuff over my lifetime. But cars has always been near and dear to my heart. About five years ago, I was saving money and I met my fiance and he owns two cars. Now it's he has a third one we're working on right now. And I said to him, I've been saving, I really would love to get a car. And he looked at me and he goes, don't get a car for me. And I kind of laughed and found the car. And next thing I know, I have had the 1950 Chevy and uh, it came to me with pieces and parts, all the good bones that you would want in a build, but nothing really ran right, worked right. And it led me down the path, so to speak. Now, if you're going to offer advice for somebody who's going to dive in deep, because that's a pretty (laughs) way, that's a deep way to get into. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, oh my gosh, that's like a serious deal. Uh, What would be one of the first things you mentioned good bones, which is kind of a a, a term that you hear in homes, you hear that in automobiles and things. So what are a couple pieces of advice you would offer somebody who's going to take a a head dive into the the water here of cars like you did and start with something really serious? I mean, it's amazing. Amazing what you did. I realize it now. At the time, it was probably just blind faith that I'd figure it out. But honestly, ask questions. And that is something I hold dear and near to my heart is ask as many questions as it takes for you to be comfortable about doing something new. So for this, I leaned on Jim. Jim has been working on cars his whole life. So it meant asking for photos, asking for video, asking as much information as possible. And then when we got the car and found things really not working right, it's learning how to do research 
asking questions from people out in the field. The very first time I had the car out to a cruise night, we couldn't get it started because we found out later on down the road that I had to do a reprogramming of the engine. It was an LS swap. So let's, you know, let's make it a higher hill to climb. But people in the automotive world are so forthcoming with information. They see you're struggling with something. They probably know four or five buddies who have had similar situations. I had one guy call his brother who was a GM employee in Michigan to see if maybe he could pick his brains in order to help us out. It's an amazing, amazing community. And I hold those people near and dear to my heart. I mean, the Western New York community especially has been amazingly supportive. Oh, absolutely. That's the great thing about cars. This is a repeating message here in the world of cars. Yeah, people in the car world, no matter what kind of car, truck, motorcycle, they're always willing to help. They want to jump in and offer you support. And there's so much more out there now. When I was a kid, I wanted to buy this old MG and my dad took me over to this guy's garage and it was literally in parts. And I'm standing there and I'm wide-eyed and bushy-tailed going, oh, this is cool. My dad's going, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said, how do we even know all the parts are here? And mm-hmm. I thought you wanted a car you could drive. Maybe you might want to start with something that's actually operating first. Exactly. I'm glad he saved me way back then because I didn't have the wherewithal tools or the space to jump into something that crazy. Well, I'm so happy you did. Now, tell us a little bit about this build because as you got into it, you just started learning how to do everything. Literally everything. So it meant that I learned how to do some repair work on body panels, which meant I had to create patches and learn how to weld. It meant I had to adjust some suspension bracketry and re-plumb out the airbag system. It meant that I had to, as I drove the, the Chevy, sometimes things break. So I've had some pretty dramatic stories over that period of time where I've had, I had the drive shaft go, while I was driving it down the thruway, I, (laughs) that's that's pretty major. (laughs) I've, I've had, you know, and it's just one of those things It literally slipped right out of the oak and bounced across the thruway. And, you know, you know, but I learned, learned how to repair it. You know, you're dealing with someone else's project and that's a totally different scenario. Mm. And when I, bought the Studebaker. It was someone's project that had passed away seven or eight years ago. And the guy that bought it from, he had it for a few years. So we really had boxes and boxes and boxes of parts and no guarantee that the engine was going to turn and no guarantee that things were going to work or that I had everything I needed. Was that part of the excitement for you of just, let's see what happens here? I mean, it sounds like you're a pretty yeah. daring lady. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just daring enough to think that I can figure it out. The way I look at Bravo. it is if someone else can do it, why can't I? There you go. And so when it came time for the Studebaker, it didn't have an interior, which to me was just another opportunity to build a new interior and design a new interior. And the same thing with some of the body panels. I had to replace parts of fenders in order to make sure that things were repaired properly. I uncovered layers upon layers of Bondo and got things down to bare metal. I learned how to to work with the metal because some of it was oil canning. So everything was a piece and a process Mm -hmm. and the outcome is really, I'm very proud of it. It's a driver. It's not going to be something that's going to be trailer to a show, but it takes your breath away when you realize what I started with. And 
accomplishment. It's a huge accomplishment. And even the things that I learned on, on the Studebaker in terms of painting a real finish was something that I really embraced. I did a, a lace roof on the roof. And when you see it, it's hard to believe It's people ask me all the time, like, who did that? And I'm very proud to say that we did this in our, in the one car garage. I mean, Whoa. you don't, yeah. I mean, just dumb enough to get it right, so to speak. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to remember, I had a guest on the show and it, I can't remember who said this. I wish I could, but uh, yeah, I was just dumb enough not to know what I shouldn't do. And yep. I went ahead and did it. So uh, I think it was uh, Lou Santiago. I believe it said that. And, and that definitely sounds like some. I've I've had the pleasure of meeting Lou a couple of times, and that sounds like something he would say. I believe it was. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, he was a great guest. Now, when you think about driving inspiration, somebody that has been a great mentor and inspiration to you that has influenced you and given you the wherewithal and the uh, the courage to do what you're doing. Is there somebody in your life that that caused this? to happen because a lot of people would be way too afraid they would never tackle something like this much less something that big right out of the, the chute there must be somebody in your life that just urged you on a cheerleader well definitely my fiance jim i mean he he never says no you shouldn't do this he may say eh, maybe we need to figure out a better path to get you there but he definitely is the one who's going to say Let's figure out how to make it happen. Mm. And, you know, he'll always temper it with you have to be willing to take rejection or people may not understand your vision. And his biggest fear is getting my feelings hurt. But at this point in the game, he's realized that I'm willing to, to dive deep into learning how to do stuff. And that and it is its own reward in a lot of cases. Well, you married the right guy. I married yeah. a lady very similar who's way smarter than me, and she pushes me a lot. Sometimes it aggravates me, but I know it's done with love and kindness. And Absolutely. And I know she does it in a way that she realizes once I get over maybe uh, my ego being hurt a little bit that it's a good thing that I was pushed to go that extra step and do that extra better thing. So absolutely, mm -hmm. you found the right guy. That's for sure. How long have you two been married? We haven't been married yet. We're just oh, engaged fun, now. Oh, but we've he, been together. he's a true fiance. I see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, uh, we've been together about four and a half years now. There and he, go. we started down this path together as a couple, pretty much with cars guiding us along the way. But nice. I'm the person who's been like, well, let's go do this and let's go do that. And he's around for the ride. When uh, I signed up for the Hot Wheels Legends Tour, you know, we drove our cars to Washington, D.C. just Whoa. to be part of it. And that was a blast. We had a great time doing it. And you know, we go all over the place. We've gone to Ohio and, and gone to shows up to Toronto. We've been all over the place with our cars and we love the community that surrounds it. And I'm, you know, the person that's sort of been the one that's challenged certain scenarios. So even when I was writing to various suppliers, when I got the word from Summit, I was jumping out of my skin and he was like, <laughs> he was, he was shocked. You yeah. know, he was like, I go, well, I'm just different enough to catch someone's eye. I mean, right. that's part of the reason why he fell in love with me is the same reason. And and hopefully I inspire other women to, you know, give things a try. Well, you're bold enough to ask. And a lot of people think, oh, they'll never help me. And I always say, you know what? What's the worst can happen? You don't hear from them or they say no. But if you don't ask, you don't get 
And yep. that's a huge, huge value bomb. And a lot of people, even younger people, don't realize that. Uh, some older people, too, don't realize that. They just never ask. They go, yeah. man, I wish I'd start asking when I was younger. If you were to advise a young woman who's going into the industry or wants to start playing with cars, just on the side as a hobby, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. what's some advice that you would offer to her? Well, if you go to a car show and you see something you like, ask the owner about it. Mm. They would love to share that information, first of all. And don't be afraid to walk up to people that you consider to be celebrities or or in the automotive industry and ask those questions because, once again, they love to talk about what is their passion. One of my favorite memories is long before I had my vehicle is I knew that Dave Kindig was going to be in Buffalo and I he was at a show and I went there to meet him and got talking with him quite a bit about the cars that I loved and what I wanted to do and everything else. And when we got done talking, I had a suite, a circle of people listening to our conversation. <laughs> and these guys are like, well, if you want to learn how to do electrical work, here's my card. If you have a problem with your car, when you get it, here's my card. And it wasn't in a a lecherous way, it was, hey, I have knowledge, I'll share it with you. And it's funny, over since that time, as the community has got to know me and see me out and about, the same guys are like, hey, that's Kat, you know, great build, love following you. And, And they follow me online and everything else. And that community has just been so amazing. So ask those questions, people will share the information. And same thing with if you want to get into the welding aspect of it. Talk to other female welders, join forums, ask those questions because people will share the knowledge. It's one of the few communities I've seen that will do that. Oh, absolutely. Dave's been a past guest here on Cars Yeah, so you're now both Cars Yeah alumni. A great guy. <laughs> I got to spend a weekend with him at a classic car event in Orange County where I was yeah. an MC on a stage and got, I got to interview him live. Aside from what I've done here, and he's just such a nice guy, but you're exactly right. That is exactly what happens. Let's talk a little bit about You alluded here to writing about this, doing this. I mean, how are you sharing this with the world? Do you have a YouTube page? Do you have a website? How are you tying yourself and what you do into cars with the rest of the world? Well, I have my I have my regular article about the build on the summit um, on all cylinder site, as well as a build page through Facebook, which is ironically called the Stew. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm also on Instagram at the Cat Pack at P A K, and people can follow along. I also do pinup modeling as well, but I generally document what I'm doing, where I'm going with the cars. Even our, we have a new build that we're working on. So we're just starting to document that, but that's going to be a slower build. So we're going to take our time on that. But I like to keep people informed of what's going on. And I've built a following from all over the country, thankfully, and they've been very supportive. When did you realize in your life that cars were going to be a thing for you? I think early on, I mean, when we would, when I'd go out with the kids and there was a car show, I'd always be there asking the owners questions, looking in the engine bay, you know, figuring things out, looking at what I liked about cars. And even, you know, for my daily driver, I, I drive a little Audi TT, not something that's common in Western New York. I remember my biggest problem finding cars. I mean, I'm short, I'm five, three. So a lot of cars are very big for me and in even like minivans, I don't enjoy them. I feel very, very small in them. So I like those, those little sports cars and I love the handling of them. So you sort of like know that you, you have a penance towards something. Mm -hmm. And I also found that I get drawn to very 
different types of cars. So even like my Studebaker, that body style was only built over two years and it's very unique in how it looks. And even the fact that the it was a 50 Chevy, very common, a lot were built. It was a four door. And I always jokingly said that I made four doors cool because <laughs> no one ever looked at it and went, oh, it's just a typical 50, you know, 50 Chevy. They were like, that car is so cool. And I take a lot of pride in that because you can draw out your creativity and what, you know, very cool. When it comes to building cars, what's the favorite part of a car build for you? Is it the welding? Is it the design work, the chassis work, the engine work, interior, body paint? I love doing welding. So right now we're boxing in our frame on our new build and I do love doing the welding. I am continually upgrading my skills in terms of metal work. I was out in Arizona helping Bogey on her all female oh, build and cool. I was able to do yeah, I was able to do a lot of hammer and dolly work and welding and fabrication. So I do love that aspect of it. I'm fascinated with learning more and how to better paint cards, though I have to say I do not enjoy the block sanding, but I don't know anyone <laughs> who does. That's pretty tedious. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a special inclination to enjoy that part of yeah, body work and it's paint. Not, it's not on my list of things that I enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, with this build, I did enjoy rebuilding the transmission and the engine, going through and just learning how to do all of that. So I think every build has its own hiccups and learning curves, but I genuinely enjoy all of that. So as for this build, I did all the wiring. So for me, I spent a lot of hours reading articles and watching videos on what to do, what not to do, and how to do it better. And so, yeah, I mean, you really have to be open to learning and knowing what you don't like to do. So like, I know some people were like, I won't do any wiring. I have, you know, Joe's wiring shop do it. And I'm like, Hey, I get it. It's a, it's a tedious process. It's a lot of work and not everyone feels comfortable with it. And so, you know, I'm just, like I said, I'm just dumb enough to think I can learn how to do it. So why not? <laughs> I think you're far from dumb. That's for sure. But I get the idea. Let's take a short yeah. break and thank our sponsors. We come back. I'm going to ask you what I've asked everybody, the big challenge question. So sit tight. We'll be right back. Crash jewelry is handmade from the metal of luxury cars while preserving the original factory paint. Founder Christy Shimfke came up with the idea when she moved her jewelry studio into her husband's Los Angeles auto body shop. After watching beautiful Porsche ultraviolet fenders and Ferrari Rosso Corsa hoods head to the scrapyard, she developed her own unique upcycling process of cutting, bending, and sanding the metal into unique wearable pieces of beautiful automotive art. For Women's History Month here on Cars Yeah, Crash Jewelry is giving away a special Ferrari Art Deco cuff. The cuff includes an empowering message engraved inside. Enter to win today by subscribing at CrashJewelry.com. Plus, Christy is offering Cars Yeah listeners 10% off in March when you use the code Cars yeah at checkout. That's CrashJewelry.com and use the code Cars yeah today. And don't forget to follow Christy on Instagram at CrashJewelry. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team 
covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. Join Linkage. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. And don't forget, if you go to LinkageMag.com and you use the code CARSYEAH, they'll give you $10 off your subscription. So go to LinkageMag.com today. I always like to ask my guests this question. It has to do with a huge challenge, a huge failure, some big obstacle you've had to overcome. But of course, the real story here is how did you do that? How did you overcome it? And what did you learn from it? So it became somewhat of a positive situation. Well, for me, if we're going to tie it into something personal, I started over. I left a marriage after 25 years and started over, you know, and that's fine. It was a really big growth period for me. I have two wonderful kids out of, out of the union and no regrets. But when you start over as a woman or as even as anybody, it does come with some hiccups, but you learn to figure out who you are as a person and and be able to dive into that. So basically, like starting over became something that those scars made me a stronger person and made me realize that you could ask questions in your life. You can challenge yourself. And most importantly, you can be a little bit different. There's not a lot of women like myself who have done the things that I've done in the short amount of time. And I take it as a badge of honor, quite honestly, that I'm not afraid now to walk up to people and ask them a question or to learn something new or to fall flat on my face. You know, it's just one of those things. And I'm used to being the kind of different woman out there as well. So those are all good qualities now. Well, absolutely. Would you say that there's This is a great concept in whatever, whether it's personal, business, whatever, is reinvention, reinventing Mm -hmm. yourself and realizing when you come out of a a breakup like that, or let's say you lose a spouse through a death or something, uh, you have to get through that first. There's that period of time. But then you also have to realize, okay, I need to go on and for myself and for my, in your case, for your kids. Uh, if you lost somebody through a death or something, they would want you to go on in a positive way and have a great life and not mourn them forever. So mm-hmm. that reinvention that's so important and it's really important in all of our lives. I think we all go through these different periods where if we don't keep reinventing ourselves, it gets boring and that's where depression sets in and it's just the same old thing and you can't get out of your way. So if I was to ask you this, how did you go about reinventing cat? Well, I have to correct you. I don't think I reinvented myself. I think I'm evolving. Evolve. I think I'm <laughs> okay. I really, really do. I think all of these qualities that have really come out over the past few years were qualities that were deep within me that sort of had to bubble to the surface. Oh, nice. And I had it and I had to trust myself that yeah. I am smart enough to do things, that I am courageous enough to take those steps and keep 
building on those inner qualities that are within me. The one thing I take great pride in is that I have the hunger to learn. And that goes into every part of my life, whether it's building cars, my line of work, you know, I work in healthcare, just continually self-educating myself. And so that's why I always say it's not that I reinvented the, the deep seated qualities that make me me are there. It's just I'm refining them continually and I'm constantly evolving into something I hopefully feel is a better package of me. I love it. And thank you for being uh, someone who works in the healthcare industry. Boy, you guys have been walloped in the yeah. last year and a half. Holy cow. Wow. So mm-hmm. uh, my hat's off to all of you. I have a lot of friends who are physicians. It's been a really, really tough year. But you know what they tell yeah. me, my friends who are physicians, they never stop learning. They have to keep learning because, and, and it's too bad in other parts of life, we don't all take that concept forward that you need to keep learning. You need to keep evolving. As you said, I like the way you said yeah. it versus a reinvention. Very nicely said. Are there one or two things? I'm sure there's probably more than that, but you would really like to accomplish moving forward in the automotive sector, a big bucket list item, perhaps something you want to try. You haven't tried yet. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'd love to, there's a couple of shows out in the Midwest that I'd love to go see. I'd love to go over onto the West Coast and check things out. We're doing, our new build is more of a West Coast theme kind of vehicle. Um, it's a, a 1950 Pontiac Woody Wagon that Ooh. we'd like to make into like a surf wagon. Surf's up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's lots of like little things that I'd like to do. I mean, in Western New York, they always they tease me now the more and more I'm doing having great opportunities like shows like this and like the summit opportunities. You know, I would love to, you know, possibly cross over into the television realm. I think that would be really cool. I think people want to see more people that they see as being like themselves. So, you know, historically, there have not been a lot of women, thankfully, with people like Jesse and Chrissy and and Bogey being out there really crossing over. Um, I know Bogey's been doing a lot of women in the trades. Uh, she does a happy hour on Wednesday nights. And those have been great because people need to see that women can do so much. And I I appreciate opportunities like this show and, you know, dedicating a month, but I really think we need to start embracing each other, male and female, in terms of just seeing how much we can learn and grow from from exchanging knowledge across all trades. I just think that's so important. Well, it's a nice segue to my next question. You mentioned people that are giving back and trying to help and make communications. What are maybe a couple ways that you enjoy giving back? Now, healthcare is a big one. I mean, that's yeah, that's a life <laughs> commitment. But in the automotive world, perhaps. Well, you know, through my pinup stuff, I've been able to help fundraise for various charities in Western New York. I also, you know, for a lot of the shows, especially in the Western New York area, every car show that I've been part of generally donates to some local charity or cause. And it's something that the car community around here takes great pride in is that we like to fundraise for organizations that are having a hard time. Last year, we had so many events canceled. And unfortunately, we weren't able to to assist in ways that we have in the past. But the car community loves to assist others, whether it be the SPCA or Veterans Association. So I like to think that I've assisted with those efforts as well. And I also take great pride in the fact that if a kid wants to sit in my vehicle, I encourage it. If a, if a girl wants to ask me a question or a guy, I encourage it. I don't ever want to feel like I am not approachable because I know it is, 
it's like when you're first trying to do something and you're afraid to ask those questions. So I always encourage people because the second I hear someone say, oh, I could never do that, I, I shut that right down and I tell them why they can. That's awesome. That's so cool. When you think about high points in what you've done so far in your automotive career, what's one, if, I'm sure there's many, but let's just pick one <laughs> that you're really proud of. Honestly, it was getting getting the the Chevy to its first show about three months after I got it. We got it up and running and I got to really dip my toe into the automotive community and say, hey, this is what I've done. That car was so well received at the first show and the people that I've met since then have become what I consider to be lifelong friends. So I consider that to be that debut has made a huge impact into my life. And, and they're to this day, some of my biggest cheerleaders, whenever I've shown a car or done something, they will share what I'm doing or cheerlead me or whatever it is. And so I'm very grateful to those people. Very nice. Very cool. Let's take another quick break. We come back. I'm going to ask you about what I call the ultimate drive. So sit tight. Cars yeah is proud to support our veterans, which is why I've teamed up with our nonprofit partner, Tech Force Foundation, through its Veterans at Work Military Transition Campaign. The tech shortage is very real, and our country needs skilled, qualified techs to keep our cars, trucks, airplanes, and fleets rolling. When so many vets build their skills in maintaining and servicing vehicles when deployed, TechForce helps transition those skills to jobs as professional technicians when they come home. Learn more about TechForce Foundation and its Veterans at Work Military Transition Fund at techforce.org today. All right, Kat, we're back. Now I have a magic wand here in Cars, yeah, and I can set something up for you. I want you to think about going on the ultimate drive. Now here's the key parts of this thing. You get to pick the car. The person you go with could be somebody living or someone who's passed. And mm -hmm. I need to know who's going to be driving that car and what are you going to be talking about? <laughs> it's kind of funny. We, I saw this question you sent me and I started to laugh. Good, because, good. <laughs> well, because there's so many people I've been so blessed to meet and, and see their vehicles and everything else. But the second I, I brought this question to my fiance, he was like, well, you know who it's going to be. So full disclosure, my one of, I'm a big fan of Sean Connery, and we recently just last, yeah, lost him. last year, yeah. And, yeah, so he was like, of course you want to be in a car with Sean. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. But... <laughs> And I said, well, I'll, he, he could talk to me about anything. He could read me the phone book. So I don't even <laughs> care voice. about the conversation. I know. There. He's got yes. that great voice. Yeah. That great voice. So, of course, you know, if it's going to be Sean Connery and I got to have that 007, that Aston Martin DB5. I yes. mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With the machine guns and the deflector and the. Yeah. Except he can't have that auto ejects. No, no, no. He, would, he wouldn't want it. <laughs> that would be a bummer. It's like a uh, cat. Cut. I'm a little done with you, darling. Click. <laughs> exactly. I didn't do that I voice think I very would well, sir. Drive. No, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, you sound so good. Well, yeah, well, there you go. Maybe you're driving. That would be kind of fun. Exactly. Yeah, that way you keep him keep him from being too ornery because he was a little crazy with the gals. So Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. But but I think, you know, that car is just so iconic and looks like such a great drive. Yeah. I just Oh, that would I, be fun. I, I love those sports cars. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Sean Connery and the DB5, the 007 car. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So is there a book you've read, Kat, that you'd like to share that you think others would learn a great deal from? 
Um, honestly, I've been right now doing a lot of extra research for the business side of both personal and professional career. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing books about startups and I've been doing reading a lot of books about Perfect. marketing and things like that. But one that's really crossed my path, which really is near and dear to my heart is one about the Netflix culture. So it's more along a business realm. So the one I've been reading lately has been no rules rules. It's about Netflix and their culture. I strongly recommend it's a really great read because it's the way I would hope most businesses would look at their workforce. And it's the way I believe in practicing my life, which means continued education, keep challenging yourself. And the whole Netflix culture is all about being the best at what you do. So whether it be building cars or welding or being the best doctor or nurse or whatever, it's all about being the best you. And I really, I I strongly recommend it to anybody who wants to be inspired. Very good. I've not had that book recommended. So I'm glad you've added a new book (laughs) to the many, many books here on Cars Yeah under guest recommended books, or you can find it on Kat's show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com. You can type in either Kat or Kasha, K-A-S-I-A Jones, and her page Mm -hmm. will pop right up. Awesome. Kat, you've taken me and all of us on a really fun ride today. This has been really cool to get to know you and uh, the daringness that you have of taking off in your life and doing what you're so passionate about. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Before I let you go, before you drive off into the uh, the, the European mountains with uh, Mr. Bond there, <laughs> is there one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might leave us with? I always aspire to do something like Don't sit and watch things go by. Take a chance on yourself because you're worth it. I love it. I love it. Take a chance on yourself. Listeners, you are worth it. So do what Kat has done and what she does every day. Take a chance on yourself. Try something new. Get out there. How can people follow you? What are the many ways they can follow along with you? Um, They can follow me through Facebook. They can follow me through Instagram. And I post about what builds are going on. I post about what what shows I'm going to, what's going on in my little world here. And, you know, all they have to do is send a friend request or follow along on Instagram. I'm glad to answer questions. If people have questions regarding builds, I get a lot of questions from various builders about components I've used, problems I've solved, things like that. So, don't be a stranger. Absolutely. I'll put all these links. There's another one on allcylinders.com where you can meet Kat mm-hmm. and uh, some other places on her show notes page so you can follow along and be inspired every day. And I want to do a shout out to our good friend, Terry Wilson, who connected yes. us today. Terry, my uh, as I call him, my brother from another mother. He's awesome. He's an awesome guy. So thank you, Terry, once again for introducing me to Kat. This has been fun. Kat, thanks for being so generous today. With your time and expertise and for sharing your world with the rest of us, until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. You're welcome. Did you know that Cars Yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States? That's right. And Cars Yeah! is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah! has experienced tremendous growth 
Plus, your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyeah.com or through the website at carsyeah.com today to learn more. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.